0: You're listening to the Vintage Church podcast. We exist to inspire people to live and love like Jesus. For more information, please visit our website at vintagechurch.net. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. September turned into October, and October to November and Six months rolled around it was March and we still hadn't gotten pregnant. I had a sneaking suspicion that there was something wrong and um, I found out, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but I found out that, you know, I, I, had, I don't ovulate on my own and that would require hormones and um, things like that. Uh, not impossible. Um, and I journal a lot and looking back through all of my journals and things like that um, I just there was always this underlying trust in God that he was going to build our family, that we would have a baby at some point um, just in no know when and I didn't know how each month that passed, and each negative test that happened, I feel like me personally, I just kind of sank a little bit lower and lower, Um, and I trusted God, and I knew that He had a plan, but each month, that negative test just kind of chipped away at that. My doctor suggested doing um, IUI, intrauterine insemination. Um, And so that's one step below IVF, which is more well known. We did one of those um, with my regular doctor. It didn't work. And so she sent us to a fertility doctor, and um, he did more tests, things that we kind of already had gone through. Uh, But he found out a little bit more, and he, you know, this was his specialty, so I felt like, okay, we're going to get somewhere with him, and we did three IUIs with him, and they only do three, Um, and then they suggest moving on to IVF, and that's bigger and way more expensive, and we just, we didn't know how we felt about IVF. Um, So we did the three and the third one we did in August so September sixth, um, it was one day shy of two years of us trying to get pregnant um, we found out we were pregnant and it was It was the most exciting and terrifying thing that I have ever experienced. Um, To try and fail and try and fail and try and fail for two years. I just had this overwhelming fear that something was going to go wrong, and I just kept telling myself that it's just Satan putting doubt into my mind, and a week after that, so two weeks after we found out we were pregnant, I went in for more blood work, routine stuff, and the doctor told us that my numbers had dropped and that we would most likely miscarry. Felt like a knife. I wanted to be so angry at God, and I wanted to, I just wanted answers I didn't understand. And I knew that um, the Bible talks about, you know, praying expectantly and um, praying without doubt and that I knew that God is a God of miracles and a God of healing and I just, I called out to Him with every fiber of my being and and we just prayed and, and prayed that God would would heal this baby and that He would perform a miracle and save it. And that through that whole process that we that God would reach other people's lives and that this child's miraculous healing and story would be something that he would use. But on the flip side I knew that if he chose not to, that it wasn't because of something that I did or or Stefan did. And it wasn't because, you know, God didn't care. He didn't hear our cries. And I knew that God can use a life, whether that be a 100 years or 20 years or... 12 days, and looking back, I've seen where God actually was solely working peace into my heart throughout the whole situation and reading through different journals and things that I've written. Even at the very beginning, having that feeling of of fear. I feel like was God kind of preparing my heart to go through the miscarriage,
1: realizing that our lives aren't or isn't normal. Everybody we know is getting married and having babies and moving on with our lives, and it's like we were sitting in park watching everybody go by.
0: So a few months later, we kind of picked ourselves back up and we knew that God wasn't done. And something that Matt has always said, um, and I hope I don't butcher this, but, um, if it's not good, God's not done. And so we had one more that we could do and um, I didn't want to I didn't want to set myself up for that failure again he helped me get back up and he just said what if you know what if this is our time and so we prayed about it and we went in for our last chance, basically, last to shepherd, it was our seventh IUI that we had done, and I didn't think it was going to work. I just kept praying that God would give me peace, that He would use this whole entire situation for His glory and His honor, and was starting to try and figure out ways that I could reach out to other women who had gone through infertility, and and miscarriage and just really trying to use what we, he had brought us through um, for his glory. And um, February 2017, we got out here we pregnant again. again. And it was The scariest happy time um, of our lives, I think, Uh, knowing what it could mean and knowing both ways that it could end. And I just prayed that God would just protect that baby and protect my body and protect our hearts and give us peace and comfort. No matter what came our way, um, I knew that he was in control and that no matter the outcome, that he would get us through. Um, And here we are, 28 weeks pregnant.
1: Something that comes to my mind quite often was the the night of her birthday, the night before we went in, to do the Ayuwa. She was asleep and I was laying in bed. My mind was racing about the next day and I just I could feel Satan just pressing on me and saying that it wasn't gonna work. This one was gonna fail. And in two weeks we're gonna be right at the same spot. And as soon as the thought that it was gonna fail, why even bother? doing it. Becky audibly said, "Mm mm-mm, she just said no. And I, I like shot my eyes open and I looked at her. She was asleep. She hadn't moved. So immediately, I think, inside I knew we were gonna get pregnant because God had just told me that what I was thinking was wrong. and. not doubt him. And we did get pregnant. And I think in May, when we found out we were having a girl, she gave us a thumbs up (laughs) on the ultrasound. And I think that was another sign. Both of us believed that God was giving us a sign that everything was okay. And he's and control and he's got this
0: we might never know the reason why we had to go through that but that's okay um, he's just taught us a lot about who he is and his grace and how his timing is just as
1: perfect
2: Becky finished in her last line. Did you catch it? His timing is perfect. I understand, though, there are people in the room that are on the other side of their story and really may be struggling to believe that. Come on. Because God's timing is an interesting thing, is it not? And of all the things maybe as related to time, as it pertains to time that we that that I personally struggle with, is God's timing. Like, I, I, I've i been walking with the Lord long enough and exposed to faith long enough. I, I know what God can do. I know what he's capable of. I, and, and you know what? I even can ha- wrap my mind that he can do it, the how behind his what is just... Beyond my imagination, how he can accomplish things is is just unbelievable, and it's great. It's the timing that is frustrating. Come on. It's not what God does necessarily that causes me to doubt at times or causes frustration to me. It's when he does it. Because sometimes God's win, can, can you just say amen if you agree? Sometimes why God's win does not make sense to me. And I struggle with it. And, and you know I, know, I realize there are some people in the room, again, you're on the other side of Stefan and Becky's story. And, and like you're, you're in the waiting zone, you're in the waiting room, you're in the waiting season, and you're looking out and you're wondering, like, well, all right, God's timing is perfect. Like, when is this going to happen? This thing I've been praying for, this thing I've been hoping for, maybe even this thing I believe I've been promised. God, when? And we have conversations with people, you know, and, and, and we have conversations with very well-intended faithful people. And you say, you know what, it's going kind and of they say, oh, honey, it's all in good time. And you're like, no. Come on, somebody. Like, no. Like, I, I, now. I want a Burger King God my way, right away. Right? Like, that's how we look at God. Like, I want it, I want it, and I want it right now and trying to wrap my, our mind around this whole thing of timing and God's timing and when things are going to happen is just really really difficult and you know scripture talks a lot again about this whole subject and this whole concept of God's timing you remember this in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 have you ever read this verse Solomon wrote it not the birds in like the 60s um some of y'all are like way too young to even understand that reference uh Ecclesiastes chapter 3 written by this wise King Solomon says there is a time somebody say there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens a time to be born a time to die a time to plant and a time to uproot a time to kill and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to build up a time to weep and a time to laugh a time to mourn and a time to dance A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. And he says in verse 9, but what do workers gain for their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. And then verse 11. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. It says he has made everything beautiful in its time. Because is like, like, everything don't feel beautiful, Matt. Matter of fact, there's some things in my life that, that that look pretty pretty gnarly, pretty ugly, pretty messed up, pretty broken, pretty hopeless. And see that word there is the the hard part. In its time. And that concept, that whole thought bleeds into the New Testament when you see Paul say things like in Galatians chapter 6 verse 9, let us not become weary in doing good. And I feel like maybe, maybe there's some people in the room that like you're growing weary. Like you've been waiting for so long that weariness is setting in and, and weariness can quickly turn to hopelessness. And Paul's saying, all right, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up so i have this this unbelievable unbelievably difficult task to try to help us unpack this whole concept today of trying to understand God's timing. And can I just say, this is still continuing. Like a lot of these messages through this series, God's working these things out in me, and I'm trying to figure out, like, all right. just God, I'm just trying to understand the, your timing, and I'm trying to figure out this whole thing because, like, I struggle. Come on, anybody else just struggle with this? Like, you're just, like, God, needing God to do something, wanting God to do something, begging God to do something. To be who he said he, you know his word says he is, but your feelings are leading you in a different direction and you're struggling with all this stuff. And one of the things I've really kind of discovered is most of my frustration with God and his timing is connected to God and his blessing. Like the, the, the other things, they can take forever, I don't care. I want the blessings now. The storms, God, you can keep those. But the blessings, that's what we want now, right? That's, can we, we really be honest with, it, with with ourselves and with God? What we really are first, it's not what God does and when He does it. And it's like the blessings, when they're coming, God? When's the blessing going to happen in my life? When's that thing that I promised? When's that good thing that I thought would happen? We want the blessing and we want it now, right? Josh Bowers, would you join me on the platform for, just a, for a little bit? Y'all get up from, man, Josh. Coming up here. He is a blessing in my life, but today I'm going to ask him just to stand right up here and just represent blessing. Can you, this, this is blessing. <laughs> it's what blessing looks like. And see, here's the thing. We, like, God's time, God, God has a timetable for the blessing, right? Can we all agree that God knows it? God knows kind of when it's coming and how it's coming, all that kind of stuff. But see, when, when blessing is here and we feel like we are way over here it's frustrating. Amen, somebody? Amen. And even sometimes, like, you feel like you can see it from here, but you can't touch it, and you can't get a hold of it, and you can't feel it. And, and this is what I discovered. I could, I could even deal with the length of the distance if he would just show me the timing of the blessing. Does that make sense? Like, if it's five years away, I'm okay that it's five years away. God, just tell me it's five years. Come on, it's the uncertainty that's frustrating. Am I making sense? Like I could, if, if, you know, whatever I'm waiting on or whatever I'm hoping for, if God would just say, Matt, it's going to be 10 years, I'd be like, that really is not cool, but okay. <laughs> because at least I would know, right? It's, it's not knowing that's hard. And there's something in, and there's things in your life you're praying for, right? That you're hoping to come to pass, that you're hoping eventually happen. Uh, there's a lot in my life. Like y'all have heard us talk about, for a year, we've been talking about, I want the blessing of this building. Like I feel like that's what God wants us to do. And if God would just say, Matt, the building ain't coming for 15 more years, I don't think I would resign, but I would be, you know, I would deal with it. <laughs> and at least I would know, right? And, and, and sometimes you just think, like, I, I wish I could just close this distance. And see, that that's the hard part, is trying to figure out, okay, when is this blessing coming? You know God's never been late. But see, this is what I figured out that's helping me understand this whole concept of God's timing. Like there's something that God's been teaching me as it pertains to blessing that I needed to learn and it's helping me process this whole thing and understand this whole thing of of timing. The reality is every blessing comes with a barrier to cross and a burden to carry. Thank you. Help me preach, Josh. Do you hear that? Every blessing, every blessing comes with a barrier to cross and a burden to carry. You with me, say amen. This is what I've discovered that's true about every single blessing in my life. There is a barrier to cross once I, to get to it. And after I get it, there's a burden to carry that comes with it. And so a lot of this whole thing of God's timing is connected to those two realities. That on one side of it is a barrier to cross. Matt Lind, would you join me up here? Heating up for my man, Matt Lind. <laughs> See, standing between me and the blessing is a barrier that I'm going to have to overcome. Come on. It's just a reality. We're we're studying Moses right now. He wrote Psalm 90, verse 12. Think about his whole life, his whole journey. He's leading the nation of Israel out of Egypt to a promised land. If you look at the promised land as the blessing, and there are all these barriers. There's barriers of, okay, Pharaoh stands in the way. The most powerful man in all the universe at the time is standing between where where Moses is and the people of Israel are and where God wants them to be. And if that wasn't bad enough, then they get to the Red Sea and the Red Sea has to part and then there's several different armies and nations and food issues and oh, Lord have mercy. It's like pastoring a church, Matt. There's all kinds of things. There's barriers between you and the blessing and you got to get through them. You got to bust through these barriers before you get to that blessing. There's barriers to cross and those barriers come in a lot of different forms. And you know what I've realized is sometimes, okay, I get through the barrier, and I'm like, all right, I'm here. And then, okay, there's another barrier that steps between me and the blessing. And you're like, thought I was there. Come on. And these barriers come in a lot of different forms. Sometimes there's barriers that the enemy tries to throw in between you and the blessing. Come on, because he didn't want you to have it. And see, some of you are already kind of struggling because you're struggling with this whole blessing thing. And one of the things he does is he tries to get you to believe that you don't deserve to be blessed. Can I, you, but maybe before we go, you need to believe that God wants to bless you. That's right. And that's not a prosperity gospel, that's the Bible. That's right. Yeah, it's going to be hard. It ain't going to be all rainbows and unicorns, all that kind of stuff. But God wants to bless you. And it's time we stopped acting like begging strangers and started acting like receiving sons. And just that mindset may be the barrier that you need to break through in order to receive the blessing. But there are all kinds of other forms. Sometimes there's there's the barriers that you're creating. And can I can I share with you one's been te- God's been teaching me one about me and our church? Some of us want to reap the blessing when we've yet to sow into it. Like we we haven't sowed. So we're ready, but we're wanting to reap. And the reason why we're not getting to the blessing is because we haven't done enough sowing. Let me tell you why churches get... You tell, can I tell you what's in my heart? Let me tell you a big barrier between where our church is and where it needs to be. is because we've got too many people sitting in it and not enough people sowing into it to move us forward. I didn't get a lot of amens there, Matt. Thank you. <laughs> And that's true in some of your life. You sit when you need to be sowing. Because there's a part that you're going to play in making that blessing become reality. There's going to always be God's part and your part in everything. Come on. And the problem is, like, we're, God's, we're waiting for God to do his part, and he's like, I'm waiting on you to do yours. And you're trying to reap a blessing that you have yet to sow into in order to be able to receive it see, here's the thing you need to know about this side of the, uh, of the equation. When you're trying to break through these barriers and it feels like it's taking forever, it's going to feel like God is punishing you. But you know what God's been teaching me? He's not punishing me now. He's preparing me for what's next. He's not punishing me now. He's preparing me for what's next. And it may feel like he's punishing you when you're trying to bust through all these barriers and get all these things out of the way to get to the blessing. But he's not punishing you now. He's preparing you for what's next. Because here's the thing. It ain't over once you get here. See, most of us want the blessing and just kind of sit down in the shade of it. Like, "Whoa, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the blessing. I'm just going to stand here in the shade of it and enjoy it. And it's just going to be fun. And now that I've worked so hard over here on this side, y'all don't talk. I'm preaching. Uh, and this is what we want to do, but see here's the thing. There's not just there's not just a barrier to cross. Every blessing also comes with a burden to carry. Bret Hokan, would you come up here for me? Come be my burden. See, I told you he's preparing you for what's next. So y'all think the next is just this blessing that we get to have and enjoy and just have fun with and all that kind of stuff, right? And we just kind of sit in the shade. But I told you, every blessing comes with what? Comes with a burden, everyone. That baby is a blessing, but nobody said all she would do was stay up all night and poop every five minutes. (laughs) The honeymoon was great, now you get to be married. Come on, somebody, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you got this blessing of the house. Now you get to pay the mortgage. <laughs> like, with every, you name it, you can y'all you know, something. Oh, no, they're a blessing. Yeah, they're a blessing, but they're a burden too. And the problem is, we get here and we, oh, sh- l- 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 wait, wait, wait a minute. Like, I, I've broke through all these barriers. I've overcome all this stuff. And now I've landed in the season, in the promised land, in the season of blessing. And we thought it was over. We thought we could stop growing. We thought we didn't need God anymore. And we begin to see that, like, we begin to mismanage this blessing. And we begin to store it poorly. And next thing you know, it begins to get wasted and wasted and wasted. And it doesn't quite give us what we thought it would give us. See, we thought we'd land in blessing and feel fulfilled and full and happy and significant. But the burden that came with it is draining us of all that. And what we end up trying to do is managing all that ourselves now and exist independent of God. And now where this felt like God was punishing you instead of preparing you, this is going to feel like he's trying to disappoint you when he's really trying to teach you dependence. He's not moving you towards discouragement, he is leading you towards dependence on him. Because if you're gonna manage the blessing well, you need him now more than you ever have. And see there's some people in the room you you complaining about what you begged God to give you. Because you forgot that not only was there a barrier to cross, there was gonna be a burden that you would have to carry. And so can we see that the timing of the blessing is connected to these things? And that maybe you haven't stepped, maybe the timing of your blessing, maybe you haven't stepped into the blessing yet because he's still preparing you to carry it well when you get there. And maybe you're not gonna get here until you've learned And can I just say, I pray, I pray you don't get here. I pray we don't get here as a church until we've learned all the things we need to learn along this path to break through those barriers so that we can carry the burden that's gonna come with the blessing. Because if we don't, we'll waste it. Thank you, fellas. See, that's the whole point of God's time. And see, Moses Moses got this, and when when he's saying teach us to number our days, he's coming from the understanding of what it was like to kind of have to sift through all the barriers, and he's also coming through the perspective of how now to carry the burden once he stepped into the blessing. You remember like when, when God was trying to bless him, and I believe it was a blessing to be the leader of the nation of Israel and all the barriers that he had to come through just to be that guy. He said, all right, God, number one, like they're not gonna believe me and Pharaoh's gonna do all this stuff and and I can't talk too good and I got all these other issues going on and 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 God's like, I'm gonna remove all those barriers. I'm gonna remove all those barriers. And you go through all the plagues and then they finally, they get their freedom and they're heading out of Egypt and all of a sudden they're headed to the promised land and boom, they come up against, on one side is the Red Sea, on the other side is the greatest army in the known world, and God busts through it, and time after time has to go through it. But after God removes the barrier that stood before the blessing after the Red Sea. Moses would, would say this prayer. He'd write this song in Exodus 15, 1 and 2. Then Moses and the Israelites sang the song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he is greatly, he is highly exalted. Both horse and driver he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. Do you see, like, God, you let it, You helped us break through all these barriers. God, you're awesome. It's great. I love you. We're stepping into blessing. We, now we, see, there's some people, we're stepping in to freedom. now some of y'all, you want the blessing of freedom without the burden of responsibility. You want the blessing of salvation without the burden of change. And see, Moses is celebrating the blessing, but then he would later write in, (laughs) in Numbers chapter 11, verse 10, Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance to their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, "Why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you may have, you have put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth?" Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant to the land and you promise on the oath to their ancestors? Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me. Give us meat to eat. You hear him complaining about the blessing of leadership, the burden of leadership. In verse 14, I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. Some of the heaviest burdens that you will ever have to carry will come in the form of God's greatest blessings. And then what he says, if this is how you're going to treat me, just go ahead and kill me. <laughs> Lord, if, if this is the way marriage is going to be, sh- strike her dead. <laughs> if this is what it's like to be a parent, why do we even have these children? If this job's going to come with all this responsibility, see, the reality is we, We look at God and we say, when, 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 when? And I don't know that I'm necessarily unlocking the secret, but I think God's timing and the timing of his blessings is connected to our willingness to break through the barriers and our preparedness to carry the burden. And I don't know which side of that you feel on right now. Maybe you're on the barrier side and you're trying to bust through and there's things you're praying for and there's resolution that needs to happen in so many areas. And I would just say to you, just keep on. God's not punishing you. He's preparing you. Just keep moving forward. Just keep learning. Just allow God to do those things in your life there's some people, you're trying to carry the burden of this blessing. That seems too heavy. And I would say, don't get discouraged. Don't get disappointed. But lean in and find dependence on the God that gave it to you and can sustain it in your life. Would you bow your heads? Close your eyes with me. Solomon said, everything is made beautiful in its time. The blessing that you're waiting on, you're not waiting alone. He may be silent, but he is not absent. Delay does not mean denial. If it is not good, God is not done. Would you allow him just to speak into your heart whatever it is you need to hear today? whether it be hope that the barrier can be broken, that it can be crossed, whether it be strength to carry the weight of an overwhelming burden. I'm going to invite you to stand with me. I'm going to pray. We're going to worship. Can I just ask you to do something? Every Sunday, I feel like there are sometimes people just in a hurry to get out of here. Like right now, you're just thinking, you ready to go into your car. This is, this, how are we going to sit through the entire service, let God speak, and not do work? Can we do some work today, church? And allow God just to speak to you. This is a perfect song of worship for what God wants to speak into your heart right now. So I'm going to pray for us. And as we worship, however you feel led, to allow God to work in your life. If you want to come, kneel around this altar and pray however you feel led. But just let God minister to your heart and speak into your life. Father, I pray that right now, as we lift this song in praise to you, that you would speak into our lives and that your spirit would move in a real and powerful way and our lives would be changed and people would find hope and strength right now. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the Vintage Church
1: Podcast. For more
0: information, please visit our website at vintagechurch.net.